0: Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo, and today you're gonna learn how to do business with a banker. Listen, you don't get it, and I know you don't get it because you talk to me all the time about how the banker should be sending you more business. You're gonna learn today what it takes to earn the business from the banker, and here's the thing. Bankers are, they could be, they could really be your most valuable referral source. But you've got to work really hard to make sure they understand that you're in this and you get it. You're in this to help them as well as they're going to help you. So I have my friend Andrea Tadich with me today, and she's going to share with us what it takes to get business from a banker. But we're going to start with what you should be doing, how you should be referring a banker so that you get business back. Please join me in welcoming Andrea to the Inside BS Show. Andrea, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you giving us your insight on the best way to work with a banker.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So talk talk about how you got into this role. You're the SVP of commercial banking at Evergreen Bank Group right now. Did you, were you like a kid and everybody else was, you know, playing with toys and you were like changing money? Like, were you, were you born to be a banker or how did this, how did this happen to you?
1: Yeah, no, um, not not even a little bit. Uh, in fact, after college, uh, my sorority sister said, you know what, you would just be really good working for me at this bank. And I said, absolutely not. I hate math. Um, <laughs> I was in school for for people studies, women's studies and sociology. So people were my thing. Um, I finally gave in and came to work for her and quickly discovered it has little to do with math and everything to do with people, um, and making sure that people understand how to manage their money.
0: Okay. So talk to us about how you give us a day in the life of a, of a commercial banker. So what, what is your, you know, I I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between commercial banking and like private banking. So tell us what you do all day and then tell us the difference between commercial banking and banking, you know, regular consumers sure
1: so I personally work with um, privately held companies from about a hundred to a hundred million in revenue um, and it's always going to be on the business side so the commercial is is business uh, whatever whatever that that size business is um, usually there's a spot within commercial or business banking for that um, which is very different from consumer, banking. Um, Consumer banking is even more regulated than the business and um, commercial side of things, Um, but it's also a little less complex. So what I do is I I do loans, um, lines of credit, and the actual deposit relationship with all the technology that comes along with it for business customers. The unique thing that business customers really have is they they have the cash flow process um, that can be very complicated, um, or it can um, hide itself a little bit, or be something that that can hinder their business growth if it's not done correctly. And there are a lot of tools that make automation happen that the bank offers that most people are not aware of because they base it off of what they see on the consumer side, Um, which is fair. That's what everybody, I mean, everybody has a bank personally. So it's just, it's a little bit different um, when it comes to the amount of options you have on the business side.
0: Okay. Okay. So uh, before we get any further into this, we we need to let people know these are your opinions and this is not the opinion of the bank. So, you know, nobody's giving you investment advice here. So everybody who's listening, you know, your bad investments are your own fault. Andrea has nothing to do with it. So don't worry about any of that crap. But she's going to share with us what it takes to, to get a banker's attention. So who, who really stands out to you when you, when you look over, I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, there's, you have a, you have a, you know, significant portfolio of clients. How do you determine who you're going to spend your time with? This is, you know, this is something that I think that would be, that would be valuable information for the people who are listening, the people who are watching.
1: So, you, you really have to be organized and and know what you want. I, I The joke is that, oh, banks only want to lend you money when you don't need it, which is a, a half-truth. Um, that's why we have such great partners and we build such robust networks is because we do have very... Traditional ways of looking at the underwriting, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to help you get where you want to be. So, making sure that you're reporting your income and you know balancing that is is huge because we do need to look at the paperwork. Um, ideally, somebody comes to me and they say, you know, this is this is what I'm looking to do, or or I have a question of how I get to you know X how can I get there? Um, I give them the list of documents. They put it together for me and they send it over. Even better, they start to introduce me to their A-team. Um, I actually stole that from one of our other uh, co-provisor members, that term. Um, it's their their team of advisors. So their CPA, their lawyer, um, their marketing person, you know, tying everyone together and having them work with their banker is extremely helpful and we can get things processed, um, and done for them a lot quicker, even if it takes steps, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. So we'll get you there. Something you said there really resonates with me when I, so I have a, I have a friend who's, uh, you know, I've been friends with him now for 15 years and he's, he's now a senior executive at a, at a national bank. And he was, uh, you know, he was just a baby banker at a community bank when I met him. And I said, all right, you know, I'm brand new to the area. I'm starting a business here. I know, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to qualify for a line of credit just yet. I haven't been in business long enough, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down with me and explain to me exactly what the ideal business profile would be so that five years from now, when I come to you for a line of credit, I got everything and it's a smooth process. And he did that and it was the greatest gift for me because it was a blueprint for how I should, you know, financially handle my financial reports. Like before I even opened my doors, I had a bookkeeper because I knew that, you know, five years of financial reports, if they were in pristine condition, it was going to be a huge help to me when I went to any bank. So give, you know, let's do that you and I now. So where I'm sitting down, I'm starting a business today and I'm in your area and I say to you, Andrea help me prepare for getting a line of credit three years from now or five years from now? What are you going to look for? What should I be doing today to be ready for three years from now?
1: Well, you've already um, made a crucial step and actually scheduled a time to talk with your banker. Um, that's something that has been skipped a lot lately. Um, and there also is a fear that if, if somebody says, no, no, when you open the door, um, that they're never going to say yes to you again. Uh, having that conversation and getting set up for that is, you you've already, you've already got there. I, I love it. That's, you're my ideal here. Um, but you're going to want to make sure that you have that foundation and that groundwork because I Know very few entrepreneurs that got into their business because they loved to do the books or run the numbers or, you know, paid for software that helped them with security and, um, and bookkeeping sorts of things. So making sure you have the right size. Um, you know, CPA or bookkeeper um, or software is going to be huge. Making sure that you're setting up automation whenever possible so that you can focus on growing your business. Um, making sure that you are are looking at that right size um, companies that you pair with too, um, so that they're giving you quality advice is where I would start. And anytime that you're You're building your business on a foundation of good processes, procedures, and tools, you're gonna be more successful. Even though that's not where you wanna focus and you wanna hit the ground running. Having that foundation is extremely helpful.
0: Okay, so true or false? I uh, if I'm introduced to you by somebody who's a who's a really good customer of yours, somebody who has mm-hmm. you know who does all their business banking with you, and maybe they do some private banking on the uh, you know on on the private banking side, and they also uh, you know they've had maybe they've had loans with you in the past, and they've repaid them, and they refer business to you. That person comes and introduces me to you. Do I get better treatment if a big customer or a good customer brings me into you because you don't want to let that big customer down?
1: You know, I I would love to say yes, of course, because our big customers are are everything. But honestly, it does help go towards your character um, when we have somebody who is vouching for you. Um, but at the end of the day, I. I like to pride myself on seeing people equally, um, which means that no matter who brought you in, that like I said, it does it does have a word to say on character. Um, but you're you're going to get the same treatment, and we're designed to be fair. Um, that's that's why we have you know underwriting processes and credit, so that we're logical, we're fair, and we're helping the business actually succeed part of the reason of being fair and logical is also we don't want to get you into something that is going to put you in a bad spot. I mean, if you can't
0: make payments, what good is it? Right. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not good for us. and It's definitely not good for you. So that's the aspect um, as well
0: that people forget about. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about multiple product lines. How does it, how does it work? Is a, is a customer who works with you on two or three different product lines is that somebody who is a more valuable customer to the bank than somebody who just works with you in in one area? So let's say you're, let's say I'm an attorney and you do my, you do my trust account. You have my operating account and I have a line of credit with you. Am I a more valuable customer than somebody who just has their operating account with you?
1: Um, I wouldn't necessarily say more valuable, but it is definitely helpful when you have your your core relationship with one bank or maybe a small handful of banks, depending on how big of a company you are, um, because you're able to do more for yourself um, in an easier setting as well as the visibility. So I, it's, it's hard to say that you're more valuable, but it definitely makes the relationship and making quick decisions a lot easier when you have a history and a clear picture with your bank. usually that starts with the operating relationship and just kind of shows us on the inside look of how you do business and how you truly do things um, on your day-to day within your processes in your cash flow processes. So it gives you a leg up when you have more with your bank um, because it's it's right there it's easy. To access and it's real.
0: Sure. All right. I want you to, um, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to take a minute and think about it. I want you to kind of give us the unvarnished, absolute, bare, you know, inside BS about how to refer to a banker, right? What you like, what you don't like, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. So think about it. Give us, I'll uh, give you a minute to think about it because I want to remind folks that. We're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over 35 years, Sandrowski has helped people all over the United States with their tax planning, with family office advisory, dispute advisory, business valuations and litigation support, forensic accounting, risk management. Look, if it's complex and it's accounting, Sandrowski does it. If you need really solid tax advice, like you you have a business and your business is structured a certain way and you're preparing your business for sale, the best time to bring Sandrowski in would have been when you formed your business in the first place. Now, you didn't do that. So the next best time to bring Sandrowski in is right now. And here's the reason why. If you're gonna sell your business in the next five years, Sandrowski can look at the way your business is structured. They can look at your personal portfolio, and they can tell you how you can minimize your tax exposure from the windfall you're going to get for your business. I mean, let's face it. You got into business in the first place so that you could make money and live a great life while you are running your business, but also your entire future, your legacy, your maybe your retirement nest egg might be tied up in your business. It would be absolutely horrific if you ended up paying a huge amount of the, of the windfall from selling your business in taxes. Sandrowski can look at your personal portfolio. They can look at the way your business is structured. And in some cases, they can help you save hundreds of thousands. And some clients, I've seen them save millions of dollars in taxes if Sandrowski gets in there about five years or so before you're ready to sell your business. So if you're a business owner and you have a sale of your business anytime in your future, whether it's five years, 10 years, or 15 years down the road, get Sandrowski on board, have them look at the structure of your business, have them look at your current personal tax exposure so that they can assess where you would wind up if you sold your business, and they can mitigate your tax exposure legally. Here's how you can reach out to them. Call them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sundrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. You wanna build your book of business, and you want your book of business to enable your lifestyle. You want to be financially independent, and you're a professional. Well. Here's what you need to do. You need to have a plan in place for growing the relationships that you already have and for initiating new relationships. Well, my Revenue Roadmap Guide is the exact plan I use with my clients when I coach them one-on-one. You can download it now for free. So if you're in financial services or you're a consultant or you're a lawyer or you're a CPA, this is for you. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, download your free guide to business development, It's the same one I use with my clients. You can customize it for yourself. It is my gift to you. It is Andrea's gift to you. We're giving it to you because we're glad you're here. We thank you for listening and we thank you for watching. Now, if you're in the Chicago area and you want to meet a great banker, I'm going to give you Andrea's information. You can reach out to her at 312 620 367 312-620-3613. But you better reach out to her with something good. I don't want anybody opening up some nickel and dime checking account and then going and asking for a million dollars in loans. I want real business. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. So Andrea, tell us about the best way to refer a banker? So I want to give you a referral and I want you to, I want to get your attention and I want you to go, man, that Dave Lorenzo, he really knows how to send me business. What's the best way to refer a banker?
1: So I like it when um, somebody's referred to me as a opportunity to move their relationship Um, or they're looking for something, but they're, they're open to to a, the entire banking relationship being looked at. Um, that's really helpful because sometimes when a referral comes over, it's, oh yeah, it's for this specific thing and that specific thing is not something that is good for the customer or that can even really be done. So when a referral source or somebody is, is Thinking about things like, or hearing things like, I haven't looked at the structure of my loan in a real, in, of my loans in a really long time. That's a time to say, Hey, maybe you should talk to a, a new banker. <laughs> here's, here's somebody that can, that can talk it through with you and, and give you some advice. Or I'm looking to purchase something. I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to get a new line. I don't know who my banker is. These are all things that are, are huge um, to trigger a, a call to me. And then having that warm intro to them and saying, hey, I'm, I'm not sure if this is the right fit for you, but I know that this is somebody who is a commercial banker who listens to our customers and who really looks at the full big picture with goals worth talking to, even if it's to get some ideas on what you can do in your current relationship or as a go forward. Those are the conversations that typically are the best partnerships with customers and allows me to, um, you know, have a a real relationship with the person who referred as well as with the customer.
0: Okay. So is it, is your is there an industry, for example, that is easier for you to work with, or you know, does it does it make a difference at all what industry or or you know what line the the business is in?
1: You know, medical is something that we're we're focused on right now, um, just because there's a lot of changes in there, um, and they are typically easier to work with. However, that doesn't mean that that's all i'm focused on manufacturing is another wonderful industry that i love to work with but again not something that is a, only a focus in my career i've had the opportunity to um, work with pretty much every industry i can think of um, and it's it's pretty cool to see how everyone is different but also a lot the same in many ways. So, um, there's nothing one over another necessarily. Um, you know, those really small startup businesses or that are only going to be, um, the small business type isn't necessarily my wheelhouse. But I also say reach out to me and ask the question because I, if you tell me a little bit about the customer, I probably have somebody um, from another bank or another department that could be a great fit for them. So I, I know that's a that's a poor answer, but <laughs> hopefully. No, you know, I, think it's, I think
0: it makes sense. I think it makes total sense. Is it easier to, uh, is it easier? Is it better for us to bring people to you who need uh collateralized loans or are you just as happy to get like somebody who's looking for a line of credit so for example they want to collateralize collateralize their loan with a you know a hard asset like their like a, you know their warehouse or they want to collateralize their loan with their inventory is that is that easier than you know coming to you and saying hey this is you know th- this is their you know here's their cash flow and they want a line of credit what, which is which is the best way to start the relationship
1: um honestly it- I I like it when we don't even know. There might be some thoughts there. It's great to have options for collateral. Um, But just recently, I I had somebody that we thought we were going to do this big collateral piece that that was with real estate. And we're just not even going that way because it's not the best setup for the customer. And we can do it um, without that as the bank. So it worked out great. And that's what I always tell my customers. It's great if you if you tell us everything, tell us everything always, because we can get creative and we can match that with your goals and make sure that you are in the best position. Or I see people that have come to banks and said, oh, this is what I want to do. Here's the collateral. And a banker just said, yep, I'm an order taker. I'm going to do this. And uh, they... They did that, and now all of a sudden they have a building or something that's that's tied up, and they want to do something with it, and they have to jump through a bunch of hoops when they really didn't need to do that. Mm. So it's great to have it, but it's not always necessary, and just coming with everything on the table allows me to be creative or even looking at your current loan structure and saying, Hey, let's move these things around to make this work better for you. You want your assets to really be working for you. And and that's what I do. I find that.
0: Okay. Now let's shift gears again a little bit here and talk about people who kind of took it on the chin during COVID, right? They, maybe they had, they had a couple of credit hiccups, Um, maybe it's business credit hiccups and, or business and personal hiccups. And they're just thinking to themselves, that's it. I'm never, it's going to take me seven years. I'm never going to get a loan again. What, what about the person who let's, I'm not talking about a, you know, a totally crappy credit. I'm talking about, you know, they, they didn't default, but they were late with loan payments and they're back on track now or maybe they paid the loan off, but it's it hasn't been that long. It's only been a year or so, and somebody's got dings in their credit. What are your recommendations for them from a business perspective?
1: So, always apply. Um, it is not going to hurt you to to apply for the loan so that we can again look at it. Um, we want to look at that big picture, and I think back to you know 2008, and I, I was uh, in mortgages at the time, and it's like. There were a lot of situations, and I, I I use this story because most people can relate to it um, on the personal level, is there was a lot of reasons that were very logical that people were were having hiccups or a down year. And we're able to see those things and make decisions based on it. That's I guess another big difference with commercial lending versus, you know, the consumer side, where it's a okay, hard no you're you're building a full story and we look at years of history and we look at the exact causes, but then also in the future of what's going to happen or what's likely to happen. So that that's a perfect example of those conversations that can be had and early to have your banker be on your A team, to have them be the person that helps you plan for your future and and plan to get the funding that you need um, early on.
0: Okay. So, um, and again, let's go back to the beginning and whether I'm a new business or I'm repairing my credit, whatever, what's the best way for me to, to get going with that relationship? Is it to, you know, to take my move my banking to the bank that I want that relationship with down the road and put my deposit account my operating account with the bank and then you can see the activity and that's how that's the is that the best way to to really get going
1: it it is yeah. um it really is is to start that relationship to get the transparency to have the good conversations um and to really develop the relationship with the bank and the banker because they're going to be your biggest advocate Um, as you're doing that and, and you're going to be able to show what you're doing with your business easily when you have that. So I would say absolutely.
0: Yes. Okay. What do you wish people knew about, about banking or about what you do that you don't think most people know? What should they know that they don't know right now?
1: I think that we've gotten as banks the reputation of being the big bad wolf. Um, that we are, you know, looking at it very singularly. We're just business driven, and and that's it. And that's really not the case. I want people to know that even if you talk to your banker to get an idea or to find out um, a way to to do a process or to prevent fraud or any of those conversations are conversations that we want to have with you and we want to set those appointments and we want to learn about your business and we and we want to really set you up with or for success even if you don't end up going with our our bank you know we we should be a resource to our communities and i think over the last uh, 10 years or so that's really declined in our industry as far as utilizing us as a resource, which is which is sad because we're a good one.
0: Talk about the difference between a regional bank, a community bank, and a big national or multinational bank. And what what is your recommendation for a local business?
1: Um you can go with with any of the above. Um, When you're when you're a local business, I know a lot of people like to stay within their communities, which is great because banks in general like to help their communities with the digital age of banking. You don't have to go into a branch anymore, so you have the opportunity to really shop what feels good for you and what fits your needs. Um, the digital platforms, as well, are so advanced that even your local, you know, community banks are are keeping up with with some of the bigger guys. Um, when it's in, when it's a business that is local or doesn't do doesn't have like multiple international locations i would say that those are the ones that you know international presence are the ones that the big banks you really need to go with with those guys for um, but when it comes to um scalability at your community bank it's it's what you're comfortable with um, and and what the bank has appetite for as far as assigning you your own banker too. Yeah, and that's so, that's
0: a huge thing. So, I'll tell you about my experience. So, I have um, I have a I have a business account at a large multinational bank and they absolutely don't care. They just do not care at all. Um, and then I have my main bank that I do business with is a local community bank. I know the person that I give the money to or that, you know, when we initially opened the account that I wrote the check and handed her the check if I do, and I'll give you, I'll give you, and the folks who are listening, a great example. So uh, about half of my business is done either with ACH or wire transfers in, and the other half is done with credit cards. And the credit cards, look, if you're just taking credit cards, you can bank anywhere and it's not a problem. But if you're, if you're doing, like I get, I got a wire transfer from Canada the other day. And let me tell you something. If I wasn't with a community bank, the first wire, the first international wire transfer I got would have been a huge pain in the neck, and it would have been really hard for you know for me to make sure that all the Ts were crossed and the eyes were dotted, but I knew that I had you know this and this is going back a year now when I first started working with this client, I called my banker and I said, "Hey, listen, I'm doing business with someone in Canada. I could you know I could have them do you know send me a check in a FedEx envelope. I could have them." Pay by credit card, but you know there's there are significant fees associated with it. I'd prefer that they just wire the money to my account. What do I need to do? And she gave me the step by step stuff, all the different you know the SWIFT code and everything I needed. And she said, make sure you call me, and I'll call the wire transfer department before the the first wire comes in. She said because if it's international, you may have a lawful sourcing of funds issue and all this other stuff, and we can get through that. Before, you know, if it's your first one, we got to establish a whole um, profile that you're doing business, you know, overseas. If I had called the, I'd still be waiting for a call back if I had called my multinational bank and asked them what I should do. Because the person I got on the phone would have been someone, you know, who literally was halfway around the globe and they would have been like, well, I don't know what to tell you there. I'll have somebody call you back and I'd still be waiting. So, you know, for me, I own a small business. It makes sense that that we have that community banking relationship, and I can call that. And and literally, Andrea, this person, it took him like ten minutes to describe this to me, and now I'm telling you the story about First National Bank of uh, of South Miami, right? And yeah. you know, that's that's how you know that's what I value in a banking relationship. I just I just think that if you're a local business you can have your you know you, if you want an atm card so that when you're traveling you can pull money out of your business account in bangladesh fine but your your local community banking relationship is invaluable for stuff like that
1: right right i mean we we really can take the time and walk you through it uh, i'm not saying that a different bank won't or can't, you know. It, oh, they won't. The
0: multinationals suck. They won't do it. I'll say it. Andrea's opinions <laughs> are her own and my opinions are my own. The large multinational banks, unless you have a billion dollars on deposit, you can't get a human on the phone within five minutes. And when you do get a human on the phone, you're never going to speak with somebody from your own town. It's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: we're, we're definitely going to walk you through it and we're going to get you to the right place. And the departments that actually handle it are the ones that you either talk to or you're one step away from handling it, which is really nice. Same thing with making um, decisions about, especially with commercial loans. Um, when you're working with the, the local bank or, or even a regional bank, you're likely going to be very close to the people who are making the decisions. Um, and they're going to be listening to the story of, of your whole picture. Even if there was that, you know, going back to that, that hiccup that you had during the pandemic. Okay, that's that's actually people doing a storytelling and not just you know submitting paperwork and and going through there. Um, it's a different experience and it can be completely tailored to you. I mean, you can you can tell me I don't need any kind of training on my setup because I'm super tech savvy and call me if you need me or. You can set up a training session with our operations department to show you all the ins and outs um, at your pace with your systems of how to work with your bank.
0: No, that's fantastic. All right. So, Andrea, I'm going to ask you now to think about three things we should take away from our time together, three three things you want everyone to remember. And I want everyone to remember that I said the multinational banks suck, not Andrea, because she could be like an executive with a multinational bank six weeks from now. So who knows? But she loves her job. Believe me, she's going to stay at Evergreen forever. But, you know, down the road, she might want a job there. So I said they suck. She didn't say it. All right. Think of think of three things we should take away from our time together. I'll give you a minute to do that while I remind people that we are brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors for over 35 years. They have been helping people with their tax planning. So if you if you own a business and you haven't had someone come in with fresh eyes and take a look At your books, you really should. And Sandrowski are the perfect folks to do that. Especially if you're thinking of buying another business, or selling your business, or you're going to merge with someone. Let me give you a for instance. For instance, let's say you have two partners in a business, and you're deciding you're going to go your separate ways, and it's amicable. You think the business is worth X. Your partner thinks the business is worth Y, and you don't want to fight about it. You just want to you want to part company and have a great relationship moving forward. Bring Sandrowski in, let them do a business valuation, they'll be fair and impartial, they'll look at your business, they'll look at they'll look at all your financials. They'll do a a comparable analysis compared to other businesses in your geographic space, as well as your industry, and they'll give you an honest assessment of what the business is worth. Now, let's say this gets acrimonious and you and your partner get into a big old fight and, you know, you're going to court and there's litigation. Well, Sandrowski can help you there, too. You see, when they do these sorts of things, they often will be called into court to testify and speak about the analysis that they did and how they arrived at the numbers they got. And the beauty of bringing in Sandrowski is they've testified in court dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Their folks are experts not only at the accounting, but also breaking down the numbers in a way that everyone can understand them. I want you to reach out to Sandrowski today for help with this and for reducing your tax exposure. You can call them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. They're a CPA firm with a different perspective. Also get your Revenue Roadmap Guide. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com. I don't know what you're waiting for. You can pause the show. Go there now, revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info. It's your free business development plan. It's my gift to you. For being with us today. Our guest today is Andrea Tadic and she is the SVP of Commercial Banking for Evergreen Bank Group. You can reach her at 312-620-3613. All right, Andrea, what are the three things we should take away from our time together?
1: So I think the biggest is uh, make a partner out of your bank. Uh, make us a part of your team and have a good foundation there. Um, use us as a resource, and never hesitate to apply or or have a fear of us. Um, we will work with you. We will, we will make your. We will help to make your business successful, even with the processes. And um, I guess the number three is call me if you have questions. I mean, really, anything. Um, it just ideas to bounce off of or who to go to. Um, building a strong network of people is something that I've been working hard for my entire career. So we, we uh, like to refer in and refer back.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Andrea. We appreciate you being a guest here on the Inside BS Show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All righty, folks, that'll do it for this edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another edition of the show. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.